Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now we'll start the uh, we'll start the uh, morning. Let's see. My window is light is very bright. Oh yeah. Thank you. Better? A little better? Hopefully. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Um, I wanted to say a few opening words and as a lead-in to a, a different kind of uh, meditation uh, period and instructions this morning, <clears throat> particularly acknowledging that the name of this retreat is the magic of awareness. Uh, there might have been some questions in your mind, well, what is awareness anyway? Or even more um, specific, what do we mean when we're talking about awareness? And I want to first acknowledge that um, it can be confusing because there's many different ways that the word awareness is used. We can use it sometimes as a synonym for mindfulness, just be aware of what's happening right now. We can use it as um, a synonym for consciousness, for something um, that is uh, in the Theravadan known, um, uh, hmm. Please, uh, the, the chat rooms, wait for the chat afterwards. Let me just focus on this. Okay. Um, that can be used in, uh, in the sense of consciousness, which in the Theravadan teachings is talking about something very, um, very specific. It can be used in um, a more uh, underlying, profound uh, uh, way where it is the, the ground of all being. So it's understandable there can be some confusion or um, um, debate about just what we're talking about. And I want to talk a little bit about this and then explore one of these dimensions of awareness. So first, just to say that in Theravadan, the Theravada is the way of the elders, the teachings of the, of the elders, which is the original teachings of the Buddha as they've been passed down over these generations and uh, codified, so to speak, in the Pali Canon um, and also uh, explored in Buddhist psychology, Abhidhamma. Um, consciousness is the term that the Buddha spoke of as the fifth skanda or kanda, one of five aggregates describing this mind-body process. I won't go into it in, in detail right now, but it's in that fourth foundation of mindfulness. The five aggregates, another way of saying them, this mind-body process, include form, this physical form, feeling as vedana, as we've talked about, perception, 
that is recognizing things from our memory bank and knowing the name of them and, and having familiarity with them or classifying them in a new way, form, feeling, perception, mental formations, all the thoughts and mind states and emotions that come through. And the fifth is consciousness or vinyana in Pali. And that refers to the knowing of experience, but in the traditional Theravadan view, that aggregate of vinyana, of consciousness, is impermanent and conditioned like everything else. There's a moment of hearing consciousness, a moment of seeing consciousness, a moment of um, thought consciousness, one of six sense doors, and it is continually arising and passing, arising and passing. Okay, so that's one um, use of the word consciousness. And in fact, in the Theravadan uh, teachings, the way they've come down, the, where, the word awareness is not actually used. So there's consciousness that simply knows experience. Like right now, um, you know that there is a screen in front of you and there are some words being spoken. It's registering in your, in your mind and body. There's something that, that knows experience. That's vinyana. And it is arising and passing depending upon which sense door is being used in every moment. Another way that consciousness is spoken of, oh, and I should say that even within the Theravadan, there is that understanding and there is some, um, uh, some traditions in the Theravadan, the Thai, uh, the Thai forest uh, uh, monks and nuns, uh, speak of a consciousness that's not arising and passing. So this is to further complicate things, but the classical Theravadan is that consciousness arises and passes in each moment. Now, when you get to other teachings like Tibetan teachings, Dzogchen teachings, or um, what Tibetan is sometimes called Vajrayana teachings, awareness is spoken of in a very different way, where it is not arising and passing, but there is this consciousness that can you can say is imbued in all of life. And as an example of this, I finally get to read this passage by Anup Tuptin that I meant to uh, wanted to read. A few um, a few times before, and this is another way of understanding awareness. And this is from his book, The Magic of Awareness. And just read, uh, listen to this, and you can see that it's different than arising and passing, arising and passing like that um, skanda or kanda of vinyana. This is Anantupdin. I love this passage and I love this book too. You are consciousness and so am I. Consciousness is said to be groundless because it has no size, color, shape, or location. 
some people think that consciousness is living in us. However, such a view is very limited in scope since this consciousness is all pervading. We live in it. We are it. It enjoys eternal play. Now and then, conscience, consciousness forgets that its play is its own manifestation and gets lost in believing that it is separate from itself. I'll read that line again. Now and then, consciousness forgets that its play is its own manifestation and gets lost in believing that it is separate from itself. That is, we feel ourselves separate from the rest of life. That forgetfulness is the fundamental delusion that gives birth to all troubles, problems, and struggles in unending chain reactions. Since consciousness is not separate from enlightenment, consciousness being aware of itself can happen suddenly and break the chain created by our forgetfulness. So he's saying, and this is the classical uh, Dzogchen point of view, consciousness is everywhere. We are an expression of this consciousness and we just forget that we're not separate from everything else and we feel separate, which is really where the problems arise. So there's two different kind of points of view. There's consciousness is arising and passing in every moment. And then there's consciousness is everywhere, all pervading, unchanging, the ground of being of everything. And as I said, in Theravadan itself, the Thai forest tradition has um, um, an analogous way of looking at consciousness different from the Vijnana. So there's, even within the Theravadan, there are some different points of view. So you might say, well, who's right? That's often what the mind likes to do. Who's right? And I refer you to um, my teacher and many people's uh, probably here on the call and in our tradition, um, Joseph Goldstein, who wrote a beautiful book that I highly recommend. It's called One Dharma. And he goes into this debate or different perspective, as well as many other things that the Tibetans say one thing, the Theravadans say another, the Zen say another, and they seem to be contradictory. And what he finally came to after struggling around and around in his mind, and he talks about his own struggles, was the brilliant, deep wisdom, who knows? And they're all just different ways for this human mind to understand reality. And they have their skillful means and they have their value and their different perspectives. And one can see it from one angle or another. There's a debate whether in nir Nirvana or Nirvana 
there's a cessation of consciousness or that awareness can be there in Nibbana. So there's lots of different debates. And so you want to make it yours and make it just a skillful exploration. But today for our uh, practice, I wanted to share with you um, another way of, um, of developing this understanding of awareness as part of the meditation field. Mm, oh, before I do that, I'll mention one more thing. Where does mindfulness fit in this? Okay, so if you think of awareness as the knowing of experience, as just being, receiving impingement, that's happening all the time. You can't not be registering reality if, unless you're in deep sleep or, or dead. Otherwise, you're interfacing with reality all the time. In, in some states of very deep samadhi, very deep absorption, uh, you won't have much sense impingement. But we're always taking in reality. That awareness is always happening. But knowing what's happening is a special subset of awareness. For instance, become aware that you are seeing right now. As you look at the screen, okay, it's one thing to have the image. It's another to know, oh, seeing is occurring right now. So you are aware that seeing is happening. You're aware of what the awareness is taking in. Or now become aware of hearing these words. All of a sudden you become aware, oh, hearing is what's going on. In the same way that mindfulness knows, oh, uh, a sensation is happening. Oh, and here's itching, and I know that itching is happening. Instead of just unconsciously scratching an itch, oh, itching is happening. That's what's happening right now. Or, oh, there's sadness happening, or joy. So mindfulness knows clearly what awareness is taking in without thinking about it. I hope that makes some sense because it's in the knowing that something is happening that you start seeing the arising and passing of experience in a very, very profound, liberating way. Okay, I hope that didn't confuse things too much, but I just want to put that in about mindfulness. Now back to this awareness, okay which we're going to be including in this uh, meditation. So first, what I want you to do just before we go into the meditation is take a look at your hand, open your hand in front of you right now, and look carefully and notice what you see. If we had more time, I would take some responses, but just uh, for yourself, look what you see. Look carefully now. And when I ask this question in a group of 
uh, a room full of people, I get answers like, oh, I see lines, or I see age or experience, or I see colors, or I see a ring, or I see knuckles, or I see five fingers, many, many things to see. But one thing that's not so obvious is the space around those fingers. And in some way, the space is much more part of what you're seeing than the fingers. So another way of looking at this, we could say, oh, I see space with a hand in it. But we very rarely tune into the space because we are so drawn to objects. In that same way, as we do this meditation, we will tune into the awareness in which everything is arising and passing. Instead of being so focused on the objects, oh, here's the breath, here's a sensation, here's a sound, here's etc. We are tuning into the awareness that knows it all or the space of awareness in which everything is coming and going. Okay, and now for this meditation, um, I invite you to sit comfortably and try to work with stillness. This is called um, the big mind meditation. Sometimes it's called big sky meditation. And this is a meditation that Joseph Goldstein uh, first created many, many years ago upon reading a Tibetan text called the Tibetan Book of Great Liberation. And so this is a kind of pointing to that Vajrayana or Dzogchen view of awareness underlying the reality. So now find a reasonably comfortable posture. And I encourage you on this one to um, yeah, go inside and um, let your eyes close softly. And in this meditation, uh, work with stillness. Not stiff, but still as best you can. And begin by becoming aware of sounds. The sound of my voice, any sounds around you in the room, louder sounds, softer sounds, if it's very quiet, notice the sound of silence. And I'll also introduce some sounds as well as part of the meditation field.
sounds appear and disappear in the open space of awareness. Let the mind be open, wide, clear, like the sky. Listening carefully and impartially as sounds arise and pass in the vast space of awareness. the mind be soft and steady, perfectly still. Allowing sounds to appear and disappear in the vast sky of awareness.
Now become aware of sensation as points of feeling like stars in the night sky. No head, no shoulders or arms or legs or back or chest. Only points of sensation like stars in the night sky, the vast sky of awareness. No inside, no outside, no boundaries or separations, only sounds and sensations arising and passing in the open space of awareness. No head, no neck, no shoulders or arms or legs. Only points of sensation. In the open sky of awareness. 
Now become aware of thoughts and images like clouds passing through the sky. No roots, no home, just arising and vanishing in the open sky of awareness. Let the mind and the body be soft and steady and still. No reaching out or pushing away. Simply allowing sound, sensation, thoughts, and images to arise and pass by themselves in the open stillness of awareness. Now look directly at awareness itself. Awareness is clear and invisible like empty space.
without color, without form, It is, but it doesn't tangibly exist. Look directly at the nature of awareness. Let the mind be relaxed and at ease. Look directly at awareness, clear, vast, without boundaries, limitless. It contains all things, but is not composed of them. Look directly at awareness. Let the mind be soft and steady and perfectly still without the slightest movement towards or away from any object. Allowing everything to arise and pass on its own in the vast sky of awareness.
awareness is clear, unborn, unformed, It is, but it doesn't tangibly exist. Look directly at awareness. No inside, no outside, no attachment, no resistance. Allow all experience to appear and disappear in the open stillness of awareness. appear and disappear in the open, vast space of awareness.
The next time you hear the bell, it will signal the end of the period. Until then, relax and receive experience coming and going on its own in the open sky of awareness.
Let yourself come out gently. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.